2: Now
4: Greetings and salutations, loyal viewers of this channel. Today we are going to be discussing a case that you likely never heard of unless you are living in and around the Philadelphia area. And the reason why I'm talking about this case is because I actually featured a portion of it in my recent video discussing Larry Krasner. Now, if you watched that video and you didn't hear me break down any particular case, this is because during me shooting the video, I essentially did what the lefties do related to the Breonna Taylor case. Case ...or the Michael Brown case, where I recounted something from memory that wasn't actually accurate. It was, in fact, a narrative. I caught it in editing, and I cut it out of the video. But the case was so interesting and so compelling, and it is, in fact, the other Rittenhouse case. So I decided it deserves its own video, and that is the video that you're going to be watching now. And we're going to discuss how this is relevant to the Rittenhouse situation, how the defendant in this situation was treated differently from Kyle Rittenhouse... And then i'm going to leave the floor open to you guys to let me know what you think about the case about the outcome i'm spoiling everything trust me you're gonna want to see it but first we gotta throw it over to the sponsor because that pays the bills and i need my bills paid noble gold transition now it is time to set your goals for the next cycle of inflation that way you're moving forward making money instead of losing money and you have the freedom that comes with that and this month noble gold is offering a very special three ounce silver american virtue coin completely free for anybody who starts a qualifying ira this month with noble gold you can't go wrong with them go to noblegoldinvestments.com 877-646-5347 again special thank you to noble gold who's been with this channel for almost a year at this point loyal sponsors supporting the sponsors helps support the channel but without further ado let's dive into the other written house case now this case actually takes place back in july of 2018 and it starts as many things in big cities tend to start out with the dispute over traffic what ultimately ended up going down this evening and the preceding events to follow will shock you if you're a regressive leftist because it essentially debunks every single narrative that we hear about self-defense cases if the person were black And that's what we're going to get into. Now, the person who was killed in this case is a man called Sean Schellinger, who is a mid-30s person. Now, he was actually being blocked in by a black man, and I believe a Ford Taurus. Now, because he was blocked in, like many people who get blocked in by cars that just won't move the hell out of the way, he became irate. He stepped out of the vehicle and started yelling at the person in the Taurus. Now, it's very important for you to know that this person was black. The reason it's very important for you to know this is because it is crucial to the events that followed during the course of the case. However, this doesn't involve the person in the car, per se. Because what ultimately ended up happening was a man who is a young black man, mid-20s or early 20s, my apologies, ended up driving by on his little bicycle delivering for Uber Eats. And for some reason, he decided that it was appropriate for him to insert himself in this situation so he got in between shellinger and the guy he was arguing with in the vehicle and shellinger was none too pleased about this guy riding up on him and then trying to get in between him and the guy that was blocking in the car he was in so they argued back and forth during the course of the argument sean is reportedly to have said you don't have to be such a tough guy so michael white decided to pull a knife on shellinger now at this point and this is the whole crux of the case Schellinger, angry that this guy who just rode up on him and pulled a knife on him, decided to go for a tackle of him. Now, people will argue for Schellinger's side that he is being blocked in. Some guy came up, pulled a knife on him so obviously he was scared because the guy brought a weapon into a situation where there didn't need to be a weapon so he attempted to disarm him. Now, during the course of this attempted disarming, Schellinger ultimately was stabbed multiple times by By White, and he died as a result of those wounds. Again, all over a traffic dispute, absolutely horrible in every way. And if you want to know what the tie-in to the Rittenhouse case is, this actually took place near Rittenhouse Square in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area. So that's your Rittenhouse tie-in. Now, White, unlike Kyle Rittenhouse, decided that his best course of action was to run away, ditch the knife and then destroy the clothes or remove the clothes and try to get rid of the clothes that he was wearing that were covered in Schellinger's blood. This is not a, I'm going to turn myself in situation. This is not a, I'm going to put my hands up and walk toward the police situation. This is a guy who stabbed somebody in a confrontation that he came into and then ran away and tried to dispose of the evidence. So of course he was ultimately caught. And then he was charged by Larry Krasner, the district attorney that I featured very heavily In the previous video on philadelphia's skyrocketing homicide rates and he was charged with third degree murder initially now at this point everybody on the left wing would be saying that this kid is completely done i mean he was lightly charged third degree murder is not the most significant charge that you could give somebody for an incident where he stabbed somebody ran away threw the knife away and disposed of the clothes but what actually happened, what actually followed will shock the lefties who don't understand who is actually privileged in our criminal justice system at this point. Because despite the fact that Sean Schellinger was 36 years old, despite the fact that he was white, despite the fact that he was actually quite successful in his career, Michael White got all of this golden treatment by Larry Krasner's district attorney's office. One of the things that really bothered the family of Schellinger during the course of this case is that Krasner the prosecutor not the defense attorney actually filed a motion before the trial even began to reduce the third degree murder charge into a manslaughter charge which obviously carries a much lesser sentence and again is perfectly in line with what the soros sean king back district attorneys do when they actually get into office so already We see Michael White being treated with kid gloves. Already, we see the prosecutor not really interested in securing a conviction on the highest charge possible during the course of this case. On top of that, one of the next things that Krasner did that supposedly only happens when a black person ends up dying is perform a toxicology exam on schellinger the person who died the person who again according to the district attorney's office allegedly theoretically would be the victim in this scenario and then he reported and it got out into the press that he had cocaine in his system and he had a very high blood alcohol level so we have the prosecution in this case basically giving all the evidence up front to Michael White, the young black man that is supposedly disadvantaged by the criminal justice system, reducing the charges and setting up this case to not be prosecuted with any earnestness at all. Now, to be clear, I am in favor of doing toxicology exams on people who get into these arguments and act in a way that maybe doesn't make sense, especially when the facts are disputed. All of the evidence should be put forward at trial and the jury should be allowed to examine that in order to determine what Actually happened. The reason I'm pointing this out, the reason I'm pointing out that Krasner did this, the reason I'm pointing out that his office actually leaked this to the press, is because this is considered a white supremacist tactic that is only allegedly used against black people, hence the George Floyd fentanyl autopsy, hence Trayvon Martin's marijuana in a system, Philando Castillo, and similar. This happens a lot in these cases, because the state of mind of the person who was a participant in the fight who is dead, actually is relevant to the facts at hand. So, again, not condemning them for actually doing the toxicology test. I'm just pointing out that had this been reversed in terms of the races, this would have been a huge issue and obviously evidence of evil white racism, even though this should be standard operating procedure whenever you're looking for the facts in the case now by the way the reduction in charges from the third degree murder to the manslaughter that is not standard operating procedure compare and contrast that to the rittenhouse case where kyle was charged with the highest most severe versions of homicide in the state of wisconsin even though this was a clear and obvious self-defense case that was caught on video that was provoked by the people attacking kyle rittenhouse not the other way around also if you're curious about whether or not Michael White was put up on a two million dollar bond and the prosecution repeatedly tried to go back and add more money to the bond to get the guy back in jail let me clear that up for you Michael White was being held on house arrest while he was charged with third degree murder house arrest that was gotten rid of when his charge was reduced to manslaughter but I digress. What we need to get into is what ultimately ended up happening at trial, because you see, Michael White had a trump card in order to put forward in front of the jury about what went down that night. Michael White actually said that Sean Shellinger was in fact an evil white racist, and one of the reasons that he feared for his life is that allegedly Sean Shellinger said that he was going to beat the black off of him, and therefore he had no choice but to stab him in this situation. That he rode his bike into... Because he saw him arguing with somebody else, and supposedly he was trying to de escalate the situation. And the black guy in the car ended up testifying on his behalf. Another witness on the street also ended up testifying on his behalf. Now, whenever we discuss cases like this, whenever we talk these kind of topics, we have to discuss the applicable state law in order to make our judgments. A lot of people on the left just assume or presume whatever they believe to be true about what self defense law should be, and then and then apply that and then cry racism or cry some kind of problem when the conviction doesn't go their way and as far as i can tell the state of pennsylvania actually does in fact have a stand your ground law So, Mike-
2: Order now
1: fighterflare.com
4: flare dot com. white had no duty to flee in this situation however and this is incredibly important like the state of wisconsin where if you provoke a situation but then clearly and obviously retreat from a situation it appears that provoking a situation in the state of pennsylvania actually undoes your right to use physical force against somebody else so one could argue that michael white inserting himself into this situation that did not involve him pulling a knife in this situation and them responding to the physical force that came post the knife with stabbing the person actually is not an instance of him using a stand your ground defensible position in terms of the state of pennsylvania it would be him provoking the situation thus losing his right to engage in deadly force on top of that you have to have a legitimate fear of serious bodily harm or death and from all i can tell it appears that sean challenger did not have a weapon on him and that being said it is important to note that he did go after somebody who presented a knife at him, and you have to assume, you have to presume, just like in the Written House case, that if somebody is going after you when you have a weapon, that maybe they do intend to use that weapon against you. Now, you could also argue, and I think it is quite sensible to argue, that if somebody rides up on you on a bike, gets involved in a situation that, again, is a traffic dispute and has nothing to do with them, pulls a knife on you when you get agitated. Because you're already agitated when this person came in, that that is, in fact, an act of aggression on its own. And thus, the person with a legitimate right to self-defense and legitimate fear of death or serious bodily harm was, in fact, Schellinger. But again, this is open to interpretation. You can have your own decisions, your own thoughts, your own opinions on the situation. And I'm not going to dispute the way that you come out on this case, because far more important is how the jury came out on this case, because we all know That the United States of America is an evil white supremacist country. We all know that black people can never kill white people in self-defense because the laws of self-defense are just for evil white racists to kill black people. And we all know that successful mid-30s, age 36 businessman being stabbed by a 20-year-old Uber Eats driver, who, by the way, ran from the scene because he was afraid of evil white racism, is obviously going to lead to a conviction. Clearly, that's definitely what's going to happen in this scenario now as you guys can probably tell by my sarcasm even though the charges were reduced in favor of white and theoretically you reduce the charges if you're the prosecutor in order to get a more accurate charge so that you can secure a conviction what ultimately ended up happening during the course of the trial was that michael white was found not guilty on all counts except for one which was tampering with evidence and considering he tried to dispose of the weapon and he tried to dispose of his clothes that was something that seemed indisputable on top of that the other charge that he beat was carrying an illegal weapon again it seems like if the knife was not legal to carry in the city of philadelphia or in the state of pennsylvania then that would be an obvious thing that once you tag it to the person that you should be able to get a conviction on but that was not a convictable offense and michael white basically walked killing sean challenger in this situation which of course is the other rittenhouse case now to be clear shellinger was in fact traveling with friends during the course of this situation those friends did testify on Shellinger's behalf so it wasn't like a case where all of the witnesses were on the side of michael white so obviously we don't have good surveillance video so obviously we're just gonna go with the guy that has witnesses on his side versus the dead guy there was an argument to be made and again they ended up ruling in favor of Michael White, only convicting him of the tampering with evidence charge. Now, there's a civil suit, and the civil suit alleges that it is still a wrongful death because Michael White decided to interject himself into the situation where he didn't need to do so, but again, I will leave the question open to you, but I also want you to consider the way that this case is not talked about in comparison to the Kyle Rittenhouse case, because people made the argument that Kyle Rittenhouse, being in the community that he worked, that he had family living in, was automatically him provoking and inserting himself into a situation that he didn't need to be in, despite the fact that there's no evidence that Rittenhouse provoked, despite the fact that Rittenhouse didn't run in to confront these people, he was actually running away from these people, and despite the fact that obviously on video, we have wall-to-wall coverage of this instance. However, Michael White was treated with kid gloves by comparison. The prosecution was bending over backwards in order to assist him over the objections of the community, over the objections of the family. He did everything possible to reduce the consequences if White was ultimately convicted, and it is my belief that they did not send the prosecutor out there to argue the case in good faith in front of the jury. They did not care about Sean Challenger. They were more concerned with Michael White. They were more concerned with equity in convictions, which again is a goal of Larry Krasner, the district attorney for this case, and they were more concerned with the racism allegations and how bad it would look if they convicted a black guy for stabbing somebody repeatedly to death after he said that that guy said he was gonna beat the black out of me, therefore he was an evil white racist. Wow. White privilege is so crazy. These white people are allowed to say something with the word black in the sentence, argue with another black person, and I'm not allowed to stab them for it. Now, before I open up the floor to all of you out there to leave me your comments, say horrible things so that I can be like, oh my God, why am I even covering these videos? If you crazy people are gonna say such horrible things in my comments, I do want to point out a couple of things that are important and are good takeaways in this situation. Because regardless of whether or not Michael White was convicted or not, he was not convicted, by the way, let me make that clear. He got off because of a soft district attorney, in part, and because he did have some arguments for self-defense. Let's be fair to both sides. Sean Schellinger and anybody who's in a dispute over traffic need to calm down. You got to let these things go. These are what are called ego battles, and ego battles always don't work out for the people who Participated in him if he would have just waited in his car and honked repeatedly and not got out of his car and started yelling at this driver then michael white wouldn't have rode up on his bike to interject himself in this situation on top of that another flaw and again these are all self-defense terms that i got from other youtube channels covering self-defense michael white was a third party getting involved in this situation you shouldn't get involved if people are arguing in a heated manner over traffic and you definitely shouldn't pull a knife when you come up to somebody who's already angry at the point that you're interfering with the situation and is irate and then expect good outcomes to come from this situation much in the same way that kyle rittenhouse admittedly says that he wishes he was never in kenosha that night I can understand if most people involved in this situation didn't want to have acted that way, especially Schellinger, who ultimately ended up dying. So regardless of whether or not you believe that Michael White acted in a legitimate self-defense case, the other Rittenhouse case is just as legit as the previous Rittenhouse case or the one that takes place after it or you believe that Michael White got off due to black privilege and a soft district attorney, I think we should all be able to take away that these eagle battles are not worth it, and you can remove levels of danger that you encounter in your life by just refusing to engage in them. We all hate traffic. We're all not into it. When somebody blocks me in, I live in the city of New York, much worse than the city of Philadelphia. Double parking is like the national sport in my state or in my city. It's annoying, I get angry, but I don't get out of the car, I don't get into a road rage battle, I don't get into an argument, I don't leave myself vulnerable to third parties to interfere based on the fact that they don't like a white person yelling at a black person even though that black person was blocking the white person and his friends into his space and refused to move his car and was arguing. I don't want to be in that situation, and you guys should avoid that as best you can as well. But overall, I find this case incredibly interesting because we're told repeatedly that if a black person claims self-defense No way they get the treatment that Kyle Rittenhouse gets. If a black person was in that situation, they'd throw the book at him and it appears at every step of the way, regardless of whether or not you believe this is the true outcome, regardless of whether or not you believe that Kyle Rittenhouse should have been treated by prosecutors in a similar way, they did throw the book at Rittenhouse. And Michael White got off easy, got cut breaks, and the prosecution was incredibly half-hearted in their work in this case. Binger was trying to make a career out of torching Kyle Rittenhouse. Binger was fighting a battle in the media to smear Kyle Rittenhouse because he knew, in my opinion, that he had no case at all whatsoever. Binger was motivated by ideology, and by the way, so was Krasner, it's just that the ideology was to punish the 17-year-old white kid in one situation, and Krasner was like i don't want to prosecute a young black man who inserted himself into the situation and only killed a white person also if white would have been convicted i'm sure kim kardashian would have got on board with this and tried to release him because kim kardashian absolutely loves black people that kill white people but again I leave it off to you. I leave the interpretation, the opinion. I gave you the self-defense law. Whether or not you consider this to be provocation when he inserts himself in this situation or when the guy started getting aggressive, if the knife being pulled out was legit, really is what is determining of the case. Everything else is background. Everything else is, unfortunately, an infection from our culture that puts race first and foremost in these situations. But overall, I want to know what you guys think and if you believe this was a legitimate case of self-defense and the jury decided well comments below that's all i really have for you guys today if you liked the video show me by leaving a like subscribe for more content follow me on all my social medias support me via the support links in the description box this has been me talking about the other rittenhouse case till next time
1: Order
2: now